Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today and the class is sponsored in loving memory and sponsored by David Payman. As well, in loving memory of Samira Aini Aleha Shalom, Nishmat Samira Bat Rachel, sponsored by Jacob Aini and family. Breakfast also is sponsored in honor of the Kahal and the congregation for their hospitality, sponsored by Mayor Abta. As well, for Yosef Ben David. Rabotai, the Pasuk says about the Mizbeach. <coughs> And the fire on the Mizbeach needs to burn on it. It shall not be extinguished. And the Kohen would use the uh, wood. They would have wood that was built, bought for the Beit HaMikdash. And they would burn the wood every day. And on top of that, they would put on top of the on the ma'aracha, on top of the wood and the fire, they would put the korbanot. Then the pasuk reiterates it and says, Esh tamid An eternal fire should burn on the mizbeach. Lo uh, it, it shall not be extinguished. Now, Rabotai, there's something that I think is very powerful about this idea. Number one, the halakha teaches us that if someone uh, puts out the fire on the mizbeach, they're over, They've transgressed two isurim because it says in the Torah two times, lo tichbeh, lo tichbeh. But what's fascinating to me is really a, a, a different question over here. <clears throat> Does it, the, when the pasuk says, esh tamitu kadala mizbeach, a eternal fire needs to burn on the mizbeach, does that really need to be communicated? Because if you told me lo tichbeh, that you're not allowed to put it out, or it's not allowed to be put out, so then by definition you know already that the fire is going to be continual. A fire that's not put out is a fire that's burning. So esh tamitu kadala mizbeach, an eternal fire burns on the mizbeach, lo tichbeh. And then again the same line. Why do you need to be told that this fire needs to burn eternally if you're also being told that it's not allowed to be put out? Now I want to share with you an unbelievable concept. And this is not something that many people understand or they know about this Mizbech. And as well, we learn a beautiful idea from, from, this, uh, from the concept. The Gemara says on the fire of the Mizbech, I'm just going to see if I can find uh, the Lashon of the Gemara. The Gemara says that when you light this fire in the Mizbech, the fire needs to burn it says, Tamid af bitum'ah. Even if there's a case of tum'ah in the tzibur, in the community, and the fire in the mizbeach cannot be burned, cannot be used properly, still af bitum'ah, even if it's tameh, still the fire must burn. Even, says the, says the Gemara, not only in, in the time of uh, tum'ah, even in the time of mas'ah, even in the time when they're traveling with the mizbeach. So how did they travel with fire burning on the mizbeach? The Gemara says they would cover it with psachter, with a covering, and then they would carry, the fire would carry on even while they were traveling. So Rabotai, what really, what is the picture that's emerging here of this fire in the Mizbeach that cannot be put out, that needs to burn eternally, that burns even in Tum'ah, that burns even when they travel? The answer to me, Rabotai, is something which I just, I feel is very powerful. There's a guy who every day is a bully. He walks into a restaurant and he humiliates everyone in the restaurant. Except, sorry, especially there's one waiter. There's one waiter that this guy, he can't stand his guts. So he bullies everyone in the restaurant, but this guy, you know what? 
aside from everybody else, this one way that he really has it in for. Every single day he walks in, he buys a cup of coffee. How much does a cup of coffee cost in this restaurant? $3. He takes out the $3, and when the waiter's coming to collect the check, he takes the $3 and he throws it on the floor. And he makes the waiter pick up every day off the floor. What's he going to do? He's, char- he's sold him a cup of coffee. He's got to put the money in the register. Each day he humiliates himself. He goes and he picks it up. One day he's talking in the back in the kitchen how much he hates this customer and how much of an animal the guy is. And he says, somebody says, you know, you need to stand up to him. He says, next time, yeah, next time if he brings you change, if he puts a five on the floor, don't give him $2 on the table. Take the $2 and throw them on the floor and like, let him pick up his change. Could you imagine this conversation happening? Anyway, the day comes, right? Every day he's got three singles. Every day he comes in with three bills. One day, he walks in with the fiver. And the waiter in the back, it's like he just had a baby. He's telling everyone in the kitchen, you don't know what's going to happen. Finally, the guy's brought the fiver. I'm going to bring in the change. I'm going to throw it on the floor. The guy comes. He's walking towards the table. He can see the five in the guy's hand. As he's coming, he drops the five on the floor. The waiter picks up the five with a big smile on his face, puts two dollars, chucks it on the floor. The guy, the customer, the bully, smiles at him with a wicked smile, takes out a single, throws it on the floor, says, I'll have another cup. <laughs> Rabotai, you have some people, you know, they want to make people's life miserable. So, you know, they try and they do everything. But you know what? To have the, the creativity, that kind of creativity, to figure out something new every single day, that's a special kind of rasha. In, in, in Gehennam, there's an esh tamid, it will never go out for a guy like this, for someone who treats people in that way. But you know what though? I, I, I read this story and I thought to myself, you know, this is a creative bully. But is there creativity that we could also attempt to bring to our chesed and to our kindness? When the Pasuk says Esh Tamid, a fire burns in the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach represents the place where a person brings their sacrifices, their offerings to God. Says the Pasuk, if a person is attempting to bring offerings to Hashem, they're attempting to be a good person, it's not enough Lot that you turned up to synagogue today. It's not enough that tomorrow you're going to go to Mincha. It's not enough that you're going to go home to your wife and you're going to be a nice person. Every day, a person needs to think creatively, not just of Lot about how not to have their fire get, go out, be extinguished, but rather to be creative in figuring out how to light it more, how to bring more fire. It needs to be an eternal flame. Rabotai, it is impossible to have an eternal flame without someone being creative all the time, trying to figure out bigger and better and bolder ways to be the best person that they could be. Rabotai, I want to share one idea about the story of the Migilah, which I think represents this concept as well. You know, Mordechai, according to many opinions, was not just the uncle of, uh, of Esther. He was also her husband. And he took Esther lo... He took Esther lo lebat. Say the Chachamim. What is lebat? Lebait. Lebait means for a house. The Gemara says that Rabbi Eliezer used to call his wife his house. I don't know if that means that she was very, very large and overweight, but I don't think so. I think Rabbi Eliezer was calling his wife his house 
Because when a person, when a person has a wife, which is setting up the family, is creating the chinuch for the children, is setting the tone in the relationship. So when a person comes into their home, you know when you feel at home. So Rabbi Eliezer said that his wife, her influence over him and the family was so strong that she was the house. If God forbid they lost their house, he could move to another place and everything would be exactly the same. She would make that place feel like home. She would be able to transfer the, the, the chinuch and the, uh, the, the uh, understanding of Torah from one place to another, wherever he was, in whatever city. If he had his wife by his side, he would be able to raise his children in the best possible way. Rabbi Utai, that's what the Pasuk is saying. Eshtamid and the Gemara is saying, not only is it every day, not only is it every night, but aflim even as they're traveling, there was still an attempt to light the fire. Rabbi Utai, you know, sometimes we feel unsettled. And you know, when we don't feel settled, we don't feel like we're in our zone or we're in our groove, we tell ourselves, you know what, it's okay to miss. It's okay to mess up. I'm not in a good place. You know, I'm, not, I'm between jobs. I'm between relationships. I'm between whatever. You're not at the destination. You're on the journey. Says the Pasuk, You have to be able to have that fire burning even when you're in transition. And I would say, maybe not even when you're in transition, but especially when you're in transition, especially when things are fluid, when you don't have your cash flow sorted, when you don't have things, you know, uh, okay, are not uh, set, set up at work or set up at home or set up even on a personal level. You know, we say this all the time. You know, I love this concept when someone is rude to somebody and you know what, they feel terrible because they just, they, you know, I don't know if they threw $2 on the floor, but they look at the person and they don't treat them nicely or they push them, right? And you know how we apologize? I'm really sorry. I'm not myself today. Rabotai, I want to share with you the halakha. The halakha on the first page of Baba Kama says that a person is obligated to protect himself from damaging another person. But not only that, one of the four Avot Nizikin includes a person taking care of his shore. His shore, which means his, his ox. You're a farmer, you own an ox, your ox has the horns that are at the, coming out of his head. The ox will gore somebody. The ox will crouch down on someone's fruits. The ox is going to eat somebody's grass or their produce. All of that you're responsible for. If you're responsible for your ox, you're responsible for yourself when you're not yourself. A lot of times a person is not acting like a nishama. They're not acting like a soul. They're acting like a goof. They're acting like a behemah, like an animal. But your animal, your body, how you are when you're in your, in, your, uh, in your worst states, when you're in your instinctual place where you're not yourself because things are not settled for me, you're obligated then to esh tamid tukad ala mizbeach lo There's never a time where I could let it go and just say to myself, you know what, I'm not feeling like it. I'm not feeling okay. And I love to point this out. You're having a bad day. What does that have to do with the other guy? What, misery loves company? You want to make sure that if you're having a bad day, everybody's having a bad day? What kind of thing is that? <clears throat> you know, if you can't control yourself. <clears throat> you know what I like to say to people sometimes? Sometimes adults are really children in disguise. Sometimes adults are really children in disguise. What do you tell your child if the kid's coming down and he's sour, he's got a face like this, and he's yelling at everyone? What do you say if you can't be nice? Go to your room. 
You're telling me I'm not myself, I can't control myself? If you are uncontrollable, don't leave your house. Don't get out of your bed. Stay there. Don't uh, bring your troubles and your problems to everybody else. However, Rabotai, although on a level of personal responsibility, we have to look at it that way, if you are on the other side, you're bearing the brunt of someone who's acting that way. And it's always like that. A person's taking it out on you, it's almost never about you. He has an inferiority complex with his brother because his brother makes more money. He feels at his house that his wife tells him too much what to do. She doesn't let him wear his shoes, never mind in the house. She makes him take him off in the elevator. I don't know what his wife is like. But the point is the guy feels emasculated at home. He comes to work, he's got to take it out on the guy that he can handle, his intern or his secretary. Rabotai, on, when you're on the receiving end of it, we are always able to kind of judge someone favorably. But the fact that they're obligated to judge us favorably does not allow us to not make the effort to constantly seek to try and seek to make sure that the fire of our offerings, of the way we are and the way we live, today that is our korban. When we sacrifice a moment of anger, when we're jealous and we say, I could wallow in this, but I'm not gonna. That is furnishing the mizbah with another beautiful korban. May we be, uh, may we be the people, Be'ezat Hashem, that we would like to meet. May we be zokhe be'ezat Hashem to keep the fire burning, even when we are journeying, even in our travels, even in uh, difficult times, uh, and throughout our lives be people that we can be proud of. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen